Hey, what is up, everybody? This is Hunter Williams, and this is the NeuroEdge Podcast, episode 31. And what I'm going to be talking about today is habits and how to master them. So habits and how to master habits. Now, what does that encompass? We could talk about this probably for eternity. So we could go on and on about habits. What are good habits? What are bad habits? How do we change them? How do we adjust them? How do we break them? How do we create them? But what I want to talk about is just break it down into simple terms, not really get too scientific. And there's definitely a bunch of books, a bunch of different resources out there if you really want to deep dive into the science today. But today I'm going to be giving more of the aerial view of how I see habits in the world and what we can do to become the master of those habits. So how do we become the master of our habits and how do we control those rather than letting them control us? Because I know in my life, and this is a definitely a work in progress, but there are times where I feel like we're a slave to our habits rather than the master of our habits and we control them and can manipulate them. So before I get on into everything, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, all that good stuff. And if you leave a cool review or comment and you're signed up, for the email newsletter. Again, you're signed up for the email newsletter. You can't just leave a comment. You got to be signed up for the email newsletter. So if you do that, you will be eligible for my giveaway every single Friday. So tune in and hey, maybe you get free, cool swag and stuff. So let's jump on into it. So what are habits? And I've been thinking about this lately, especially in light of the quarantine, because I get the general sense that when everybody's routine is off, there is the tendency to gravitate away from habits because our natural rhythm is off. And so if your normal habit was to get up and go to the gym, but all the gyms are shut down, well, how many people are going to find it harder to go to the gym because that's not there? So are you going to be the master of being able to do that? So to me, habits are what we do every single day. And a lot of wise people have said, and I'm sure there's someone that should this quote should be attributed to, but... We are what we do. So we are not our past. We are not what we have done. We are what we do every single day. So a lot of people define themselves by who they were in the past, what accomplishments they've had, what accomplishments they haven't had, what prestige they have, what job titles they have, and maybe what they haven't. And so they define themselves by their past. Well, really, we are what we do every single day. So people that are successful aren't successful because they were successful in the past. They're successful because they choose to show up every single day, day in, day out, and they realize that that's a recurring process. So this goes back to habits. We are what we do every single day. And your habits are going to be those things that you're doing over and over again. And they could be down to the smallest micro habit, such as brushing your teeth, that hopefully everybody has the habit of doing. And it's so routine now that you don't even think about it. All the way up to how you interact with people, how you treat people. Do you do things the same over or do you constantly look to improve in your life so really to me i define habits is what we do every single day and obviously you're gonna have variability in your day depending on whatever the given circumstances there's a lot of variability right now because of the coronavirus and everything that is going on out in the world with fear about the virus so your habits are going to be what you show up as every single day and again this is going to be across the spectrum so it's going to go down to the small things up to the big things I'm of the opinion that if you build on little small things, 
that those will eventually translate up into the bigger things in your life. So if you, to start with as simple as this, and I think, what's the guy's name? I think it's William McMaven. I can't remember if I read a book or heard him on a podcast or on the news or something, but he's a Navy admiral that talks about making your bed the first thing in the morning. So wake up and make your bed. And I've been doing this for years now. And so for me, when I get out of bed, it is weird if I do not make my bed immediately. And I, I'm not saying that translates into running a multi-million dollar company or anything like that, but I think there is correlation if you see these things start to build on each other. So if you make your bed, brush your teeth, work out, exercise, meditate, eat healthy, all this stuff, what happens is they'll start to build on themselves. So I think of habits as not only the routines and everything that you do, but also the interrelatedness of those. So do your habits all link up together and actually correlate to each other and then build on each other? Because you can have a good habit and you can have a bad habit. So maybe you eat healthy, but you smoke cigarettes. Well, those don't really go together. They're not working synchronistically, synchronistically, yeah, to, I think that's the word, <laughs> to achieve the goal that you want to achieve. So are those habits that you're working, working in harmony and what would be the best word? I'm thinking of a word with an S, but um, they, are they working in sync, I guess, with each other? But so that's what, I mean, in terms of habits, they're going to be everything that you do across the day. And hopefully they come together and kind of go around each other. Um, again, there's going to be small ones. So there's going to be ones such as making your bed, brushing your teeth, but it gets bigger from there. So do you eat healthy? Do you exercise? And do you get that in place? So it's going to be a bunch of different things that you're doing, but ultimately it's what you do every single day. And can you do it consistently? I'd say that probably is one of the biggest things too, is doing it every single day, but doing it consistently. So not when you want to, when you feel like it, because then you just won't get things done. What I want to talk about next, because this episode is really not so much about defining habits, but how to master them. So what I want to talk about first is the creation of habits, I think is pretty simple. So the creation of any habit, whether it's good or bad, is going to be training our brain to do something over and over again. And there's probably a bunch of different science out there that will talk about it. You need to do something this many times, this many days. I think it can be different based on whatever it is you're trying to do. So I know for me, just to give you a little personal example real quick, when I first started my job as a real estate agent, I did not have a habit of talking to people by any means. I was severely introverted and what I had to do every day. So my job as a real estate agent was simply to talk to people about real estate agent or about buying or selling real estate. So what I would do every single day is make sure that I talked to 30 people over and over and over again. And what happened is because I forced myself through a few months of doing that, I wouldn't say that there's an exact time period it began to feel weird if I didn't do it. And so I think of habit creation as this idea that we do something so much that becomes so ingrained in our brain that it feels weird if you don't do it. Think about something as simple as brushing your teeth. If you went seven days without brushing your teeth, it would feel weird probably if you didn't do it. And that's assuming, I would hope if you're listening to this, you probably brush your teeth. 
Same thing with driving a car. You probably drive a car every day, whether it's to work or wherever. If you didn't drive a car for a month, it would feel weird. When you got back in the car, you'd be like, man, I, I was missing this. So I think of habits is doing something enough to you get until you get to the point where it feels weird if you don't do it. And now we can jump into whether we are creating good habits or bad habits. So what I want to talk about first is the creation of bad habits probably comes just from a lack of information that we have. And so we are doing something that we, I don't think anybody necessarily willingly inflicts harm upon themselves, but they get into feedback loops where they're doing things and they have bad information, whether it's they were taught by their parents or the people that they were around or what have you can happen a bunch of different ways. But I think bad habits are created mostly because of this lack of information. And then you get stuck doing something that if you didn't do it, it would feel weird. So if you smoke cigarettes or smoke crack or whatever, something crazy, it becomes a habit. And then your brain feels weird when you don't do it. So how do we break that cycle? Because obviously everybody wants to break bad habits and create good habits. So regardless of how bad habits were created, the most important thing we can do is try to break them. The first right, the first part of this is recognizing that something is bad to you. And again, that's going to be an information gap. So if you have the right information in your life, you're going to recognize, okay, I need to stop doing this and start doing this. Now, this is probably the hardest part of anything related to habits. And our brains are wired to indulge into things that probably aren't the best for us just because however we got here, however we evolved, we are wired to maximize our gain in the present moment for anything that we're doing. So whether that's with eating junk food or video games or whatever it is, we're, our brains are wired to try to extract the most amount of dopamine and intensity of experience at any given time. So given our given the lack of ability to control this, our brains are just constantly want to be doing whatever it is. And then eventually you don't want to do that because you realize that it's not so special. But anyway, that's kind of off on a tangent. So how do we break bad habits? The first way is recognizing that it is not good for you. So if you just let's take something super simple. Say you eat junk food all the time and you eat it too much. Well, the first part is recognizing what you're eating is junk food. So some people may think they're going to be eating healthy and in reality, they might not be, which is actually pretty easy to do these days because a lot of food is marketed as health food and it's actually not very healthy for you. It has loads of sugar and everything in it. So the first start, the first step is recognition. So do you recognize what you are doing is probably not the best. And I think for the most part, there may be some un things that in our life that we wouldn't recognize that are actually a detriment to us, bad habits. But I think for the most part, everybody's going to have a good clue, at least about the big things. Do you diet? Do you exercise? Do you take care of yourself? All those bases covered. And I think once those start to fall in place, you allow yourself and open yourself up to being able to control other ones. So look and break down the things that you know are harming you. So if you can write down on a piece of paper, okay, this is not good for me. This is not good for me. This is not good for me. Then you have a starting point and then you can say, okay, now I can look at these and try to break them down. So let's take eating junk food, for example. The first way, and this is how I see this and how I've tried to 
break habits in my own life is to take whatever that is to say, okay, this is a habit that I have. So say it is eating, eating a fat pizza on Saturday night. So that's something that I probably wanted to do before a lot, a lot of points in my life is I would eat healthy the whole week and then I would just eat like a whole pizza on a Saturday night. And then I would feel terrible for like three more days and then you try to like recoup your health by doing it. So that's something that I would have a habit of. And whether it was a pizza or something, just a terrible meal that I completely self-sabotage. And what I would do is say, okay, instead of taking that pizza or thinking that I earned it or something like that. I knew it was a bad habit for me. So what I would do is just do something else during that time. And so that way I wouldn't think about it. If you're sitting at home alone during that time when you know that you're about to indulge in something, it could be anything. If you're smoking a cigarette, whatever it is that you know is a bad habit, or if it's just being lazy, you have to change your environment and go do something else. So for me, what I would do when I would get this urge to come out, and it probably came from being an athlete my whole life. A lot of times after a sporting event, I would be able to just eat whatever I wanted. It's not very healthy for you, but you'd be in such a caloric deficit from burning, you know, four or 5,000 calories from a sporting event. You want to go eat a huge meal that's usually not good for you. So I had this habit that I had formed from being an athlete. And then I was translating that to where the intensity of the athletics that I was competing that I did was nowhere near where it was at that point. And so I had to remove myself from the environment that created that. And so if I was at home by myself on a Saturday night or something, and I knew that all I had to do was drive down the street and order a pizza from a pizza restaurant to get whatever I wanted, I had to remove myself from that. So I had to do something else and I had to focus my brain into something else because I knew at that point, my willpower wasn't strong enough to overcome that habit. And so what I would do is just focus on something else. So maybe I went to the movies. Maybe I went and hung out with friends. I reached out and talked to people. Something different to keep me off of that. And also what I did was find food that I actually liked that was healthy and eat that. And then when I would eat that meal, I wasn't hungry anymore. I'd say, oh, you know, I probably wouldn't even have wanted that pizza anyway. So I changed the environment around me and instituted something else in lieu of whatever I'm doing. And what's going to happen is it's not going to happen right away from doing that. So if you do it one time and you go to the movies instead of eating that pizza and hopefully stay away from popcorn or whatever, you, you're, you're telling your brain subconsciously that you have control over that urge. And then the next time that it comes up, so the next Saturday night when it comes up, you're like, mm, I want the pizza again. You're not going to, you're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to remove myself from that. And maybe this time I'm going to go hang out at a friend's house and we're just going to hang out and chill and talk about stuff or whatever. And so you remove yourself from doing that. And then boom, that's two wins right there. And so you do that over and over again and then give it a month. And then, oh, you realize that you're in control of that. And you sent the message to your body that you're in control of that system that created the urge to have that bad habit. And then you realize you're the master. All of a sudden you completely mastered it. So all it was doing was you wrote down what you knew was bad for you. So I know that pizza was bad for me. Then I replaced something else that I knew was better for me or removed it from my environment for the ability to do it. And then I beat it and I beat it again and I beat it again and I beat it again. And then all of a sudden, two months later, you don't even think about it. And so I think in terms of breaking bad habits, that's the first place to start 
And I'm by no means a psychologist or anything like that. This is a technique that has worked for me for something I want to do. So I remove myself from the environment that creates the ability for that bad habit to happen. And then when you constantly compound wins of being able to stop that on top of each other, before you know it, you conquered it. And then that's how you become the master. So that's my thought and opinion about how to break those bad habits. And it sounds kind of crazy, but once you start to do it over and over again, you realize that it's not that bad. And then kind of like I always talk about, you become the third party observer and you realize you just manipulated your brain to do exactly what you want. So now let's get into how we create good habits. And this is what everybody, once you can break down the bad habits and then fill in that time with creating good habits, this is where your life starts to compound and then you create a positive feedback loop and self-fulfilling prophecy of what you do over and over again. Remember, habits are what we do over and over again. So positive habits, and I think it's easier once you start to do it. What I like to do is start with small things. So like I talked about in the making the bed example, if you do that and then do it again, and you do it again, all of a sudden it starts to become weird that it, it feels weird to you if you don't do it. And so what I like to do is just kind of like the environment, force yourself to do something until it feels weird. And it's not going to be easy by any means. But like if, if you got up and went to the gym every day for a month and just said, okay, even if I don't work out, I'm going to put myself in the environment of the gym. So I'm going to force myself to be in the gym. Even if you don't get that intensive workout, if you just walked on the treadmill or did whatever. All the gyms are closed right now, so it kind of stinks. But even if you just went outside and took a 30-minute walk in the morning, if you can force yourself to do that three times, four times, five times in a row, all of a sudden it starts to become a little bit more normal to your brain. And you're sending, your, sending a signal to the brain that this is normal to us. And then you say, oh, this is normal. Well, I took myself from not being able to do that to doing it. And now it's kind of weird if I don't do it. And so I'm just going to keep doing that over again. And then all of a sudden it starts to build on yourself and you're like, oh, this actually, I feel pretty good because usually good habits make you feel good about yourself because you're taking care of yourself. Your brain's getting a positive response because you feel better. You have more energy and everything. And then all of a sudden you're in control of, you're in control of creating those good habits. Again, this isn't going to be easy. It's not going to say that you're going to fall off, but when you do fall off, it's going to feel more weird because you had put it in place. And this is something I don't really think about because I've been an athlete my whole life. But it, it would feel weird to me if I did not go work out and if I was not physically active. Something would feel off in my brain because I've sent the signal to myself my whole entire life that this is what we do. And so I do that over and over again and then it feels weird if I don't. And actually, you almost get addicted in a good way to doing things like exercising and taking care of yourself. So... The creation of good habits, I think, is probably in your brain a little bit easier because you can start smaller. And then as you start smaller, they start to build and it gets a little bit easier. And then pushing yourself gets easier as you go through. And then you start to embrace pushing yourself and then trying to conquer the next level. And then the game becomes creating all these good habits in your life where they all create positive feedback loops rather than being stuck in negative habits where you always feel like you're Whatever the myth, the Greek myth where the guy rolled the rock up the hill and then the next day came down, that's like trying to beat negative habits. So it takes a lot more willpower to do that. But if you can replace those and then start to focus on creating good ones, 
then all of a sudden those good ones start to work in harmony and synchronicity with each other and then they compile upon themselves. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense. And what I want to talk about lastly is just why it's important for cognitive why it's important for cognitive performance and people that want to be high performance individuals. Well, I think if you become the master of your habits, ultimately as we define habits, this becoming the master of what you do every single day. And so if you master what you do every single day and you know there's certain things that you need to do to get where you want to go, all of a sudden it becomes easy because you master your brain and you master what those things are that you need to take yourself there. And again, if you are looking to optimize mental performance, which is going to relate to the whole entire rest of your body, physiology, and everything, you're sending the signal to your brain that you're in control. And then all of a sudden you have a lot more agency of your own life. You have a lot more power of your own life. And then you have a lot more power of your thoughts and you realize that you're in control of your thoughts. So I think it's crucial for anyone that is looking to take their brain performance, their work performance, anything to the next level, because you need to master your own self before you can go out into the world and provide value to others. And ultimately, that's what this is all about, is being able to provide the most values to other people. So if you master your own habits, you're much more likely to be able to provide value to people because you're not stuck trying to overcome yourself and in the way of your own self to provide that value to other people. So hopefully that makes sense. And let me know if you use any of these exercises or anything, if you kind of create that mental model in your brain about manipulating your habits. And I don't know that there's a lot of people that are talking about that. I mean, there's lots of books on habits and everything like that, but this is my experience with them. And just from picking up books that I read and everything, what I like to do. And you know, it's funny. I started this podcast earlier this year and it was really tough to record videos at first because I'm not a person that likes to be on camera or hear back my own voice or anything. And like I said, I did it over and over again and now it feels weird if I don't do it. Which for me is someone that traditionally you'd look back and I don't label myself this way now, but I would look back and say, oh, I'm super introverted. I don't like to put myself out there or anything like that. Now it's weird if I don't do it. And my hope with this is that it helps other people do the same thing, especially if uh, something that you are trying to overcome is being introverted, not being able to talk to people, not being comfortable with your own self. I've been there and I understand that. And this is my goal with this is to help people take their mental performance to the next level so they can break through barriers like that. So anyway, my sincerest gratitudes if you're listening to this. Thank you so much. Hopefully it helps. Please let me know if there's anything I do to make this better. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Peace.